he wouldn't know a woman if one came up and sat on his head. Hey, I'm Sean. <laughs> and I'm Clayton. And we're men who like men who like movies. We're two queer men who love movies and love talking about movies. And after a lot of urging, we started a podcast. What did you pick out for us to watch this week, Sean? So I started the first of Pierce Brosnan's tenure as the extremely famous British secret agent, James Bond, 1995's GoldenEye. Uh, This is actually the first James Bond film I ever saw. I had it on VHS. (laughs) And I absolutely loved it. It's what sparked my love for James Bond. And I... In my opinion, I think it's the best John. Well, it's not the best, but it's my best James Bond film. (laughs) Uh, And we do have a special guest here to help us out today. Uh, We have a returning guest who, part number three, I believe, right? We're at number three with you, right, Sean? (laughs) I I think so. Is that all? Yeah. Is that all? I thought it was one. Yeah, I know. If it, it, I was going to say, is it three or four? I can't remember anymore. He's basically part of the family now. We've got yes. Sean from Review It Yourself here with us again. Thank you for being here, Sean. Absolute pleasure. Can't wait. You can't, <laughs> you can't discuss Bond without without somebody English. It's, it's, not, it's not right. <laughs> even, right, when, yeah, right. even when the Bond's not English, he's Irish. But we'll, we'll <laughs> uh, Although it's like... I know this is completely wrong, but it's like, oh, close, right? No cigar, but close. <laughs> not really, not at all. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Uh, I'm like, I'm part Irish, so I know all of my ancestors are going to get me back for that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't compare Ireland and England. People are like, what no. are you doing? <laughs> no, no. It was a joke, I swear. <laughs> if you're still here, Yes, basically. <laughs> yeah. And if you want to know more about English history, I recommend checking out Philomena Kunt. Wonderful, wonderful story. <laughs> oh, I can't stand that show. <laughs> I think it's funny. <laughs> you like history a lot more than I do, so I think it's funny. You're probably like, "This is an abomination." <laughs> it's it's okay in small bites, but it's just everywhere, and it's like, oh. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather me some Dan Snow, to be honest. So, <laughs> so Sean, why did you choose GoldenEye? Other than, you know, James Bond, I'm thinking. <laughs> I mean, back when I picked it, it was like a year. It was like a year? Oh, it's been a long time coming, I know that. Um, mm-hmm. But, oh, it's got to be GoldenEye. I remember uh, Clayton gave me, like, a list of films to pick. And I saw GoldenEye, and I was like, well, I don't care what else is on the list. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> So do oh, do you have like a special relationship or anything with it? Like, is it in is it in your favorites of them? And... Oh, I think it's one of the best Bond films ever made. I think, uh, agree. Yeah, um, <laughs> because like Pierce Brosnan is like my Bond as well. Like, I grew up in the nineties, so Pierce Brosnan was like my Bond. Like, don't get me wrong, I saw the old ones. The Connerys, uh, uh fantastic, and he's the Bond for me. But mm-hmm. but my Bond is Pierce Brosnan. I just, yep. I, I thought it was great. It ended a little bit, ended a bit dodgily. But, but, I like to pretend it just ended at the world is not enough. It does. But like, I don't know. Sophie Marceau is just so good in the world is not enough that like, I, I hold it to higher standard of things. Um, and, and plus, 
it doesn't have Madonna, so I'm I'm, I'm going with that. <laughs> no, I, mean, that I don't need Die Another Day, but like it's not even in my top ten, top maybe not probably maybe top fifteen. Mm. If that's in your top ten as a Bond fan, you need to watch more. <sighs> oh God, no! Seriously, I was I'm like, trying to remember because we made that Bond ranking one time, and I'm like, where did it end? <laughs> We did that I, one time. I think fun. I wrote ranked, that down. We ranked, we ranked yeah. all the Bond films, and we ranked all the Bond songs. Um, that was a cerebral hour phone conversation we had, just because. Yeah, and we were just bored, and we were like, yes. we were. I think Let's it was right Bond when movies. No Time to Die came out, so it was like in our uh, brains, and we were yeah. like, uh... <laughs> I was like, no worst, worst Bond film ever made. It shouldn't be allowed to be called the Bond film. <laughs> makes me sick. I hate that. I'll film. be honest. I, I still haven't watched it because I. Oh, I... Sean, don't, don't. Seriously. Don't. Okay. All right. All right. I, I liked it. I'll, 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 I'll admit it. I'll. I'm actually like two Bond films behind, to be honest. Um. So, I just haven't caught up yet. Like for some reason, my brain just hasn't like. But you never... love Leah Sadeau. I do like Leah Sadeau a lot. Leah Sadeau. Um, but which that was a horrible French accent. Uh, th- th- uh, we're not going into accents today unless they're Russian. Uh, yes. yeah, I just never got it. I I don't know why. It just I got one behind after Quantum of Solace and Skyfall. I was like, oh, but Skyfall was so good, and I just never. For some reason, I couldn't go see Spectre, and then after that, it was like, eh. <laughs> your love like, for Bond died within. <laughs> A little bit, yeah, because this is also like Judy Dench's first movie as M. So like, this is the movie that like I this is the M I know. Like I've loved Judy Dench because of this, and as time goes by, like those are the two things that I know her the best from. And so like, when she died, I was just like, oh, I get it. Like this is a really great ending for the character, but like, <sighs> it feels like a piece of my childhood has died a little bit too. <laughs> You said character because you said Judy Dench and then died. She's not dead, by the way. Anyone listening? Oh, no, no, God, no, Jerry, Judy not, Dench's character. No, <laughs> at least not a time of recording. No. Oh, God, no, I will go into mourning. Um, I will literally go into mourning. <laughs> yeah, I will buy a veil. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't even have one. I'm just gonna throw a blanket over my head. Um, but <laughs> I'm just gonna be like, no, we're not leaving. But yeah, uh, it's. I don't remember. I'll have to look up that that list for you later, Sean, because I'm pretty sure I saved it somewhere. Cool. But yeah, this is uh this is my favorite. What about you, Clayton? What what is your relationship to Goldeneye? Um, it was not my first Bond. I grew up watching the old ones, and I actually don't remember if I was allowed to watch this right when it came out. I think I did it, even though I wasn't supposed to. I think I got it from the library because I wasn't supposed to watch PG-13 movies. And they thought this one was too naughty for me. Um, it is very naughty. I I watched it and for this, and I was just like, oh. Um, but yeah, it's really fun. I love the song. The characters are larger than life. I grew up with the Pierce Brosnan Bond because, you know, I'm a 90s kid. And um, yeah, I love it. We saw it, got to see it in theaters, actually, last uh, fall. You oh, and I, Sean. Yeah, Wonderful. so we actually it was, it was very loud. 
<laughs> we yeah we had um at our state capital we or we have a uh like giant imx and they did a summer bond series and so we saw honor majesty secret service Ugh. um did we go to Goldfinger? I think we had to miss it. I think I had to work no, that day, right? No, I went to Goldfinger. You went to Goldfinger. I missed it. But I saw Honor Majesty's Secret Service, The Spy Who Loved Me, and, Gold and then Goldeneye. And, and neither they one were... of us went to see the Timothy Dalton or Casino Royale. Yeah, but only because I'd seen Casino Royale and IMAX before. Because Same. I really and the Timothy Dalton one, I hadn't seen them yet at that point, so I should have gone to see it, but I did not. And that, I have since I have since rectified that. <laughs> and I liked them, but that was a two and a half to three hour drive one way, and I was like, mm, I don't want to do not it. For for Dalton. Timothy Dalton. Not for Timothy Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you land on the Timothy Dalton bond shot? Do, do you know it's? I've been meaning to rewatch. I don't think I've seen them since I was a kid. I cannot remember either of them at all. Uh, but I know I'd probably enjoy them because I know they go quite dark, don't they? But I, honestly, I can't. I can barely remember. Skip Living Daylights, License to Kill is great. Yeah, the, yeah. The... Living Daylights wasn't great, but License to Kill is good. Did, did you know License to Kill was meant to be called License Revoked right uh -huh. until the last minute? <laughs> until they were like, yeah, that sounds like some kind of car thing. So, <laughs> yeah, that's not a not a <laughs> good oh, title. Yeah, we're quoting that one. It sounds like a buddy comedy from the eighties, not a Bond film from the eighties. Yeah, but there's that, that's it, why there was. Sorry, Sean, go. On. No, 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 go ahead. I'm, I'm listening. There was a massive. gap. That's why anybody who doesn't know any of the Bond history, there was a massive gap between when the Bond films came out. So I think was it like six years or something. It was like yeah yep, between it was six years. Dalton and because that was eighty nine, and then this was ninety five. Well, yeah. that'll actually bring me into a little bit of production. Um, it's, uh, just hold on two seconds. Um, real quick, do you, would you guys recommend this one? Yeah. <laughs> I think the answer to that is already a yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, you ready to get into it a little bit? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, perfect. All righty. So this was directed by Martin Campbell, uh, screenplay by Jeffrey Kane and Bruce Fierstein with a story by Michael France and produced by Michael G. Wilson and Barbara Broccoli. Um, it is the 17th film in the Bond series by Eon Productions. Um, and it is a lot of firsts for the Bond series. It is the first film in the Bond series not to include elements from an Ian Fleming novel. It is the first film in the Bond series not to be produced by Arbert L. R. Cubby Broccoli, although he was a consultant producer. It is the final film project he worked on, and he died seven months after GoldenEye's release. And his daughter and stepson took over production, Michael G. Wilson and Barbara Broccoli, and they are still producing the Bond films. Um, it is the first I, Bond film made... Go ahead. I just wanted to point out Martin Campbell has also directed another wonderful Bond film as well. Um, yes, I he did. He, didn't he direct uh, Casino Royale? He did. Mm -hmm. Yes. So yep, he they wanted somebody who could two, bring it back. Yeah, you brought in our last James Bond and bring in this one. <laughs> they both worked yep. out wonderfully. Yes. Um, and it's also the first Bond film made after the dissolution of the Soviet Union and the end of the Cold War. And it is the first Bond film to use CGI. Christ, it um, was the Cold War. <laughs> um and like there. you were saying sean uh, there was a six-year uh uh lapse or 
time jump between the end of License to Kill or, and what the when Goldeneye came out. Um, and it was mainly due to uh, to studio issues. Um, following License to Kill, there was a legal dispute between MGM and Danjok, which is the Broccoli family's company who owns the Bond film rights. And it pushed the third Dalton film, which it would have completed Timothy Dalton's three film contract into development hell. Um, so MGM, the studio, was purchased in 1990 by Italian financier Giancarlo Peretti for $1.2 billion, who used company money to buy gifts for his girlfriends, fired the accounting staff, and appointed his 21-year-old daughter to a senior financial post. Um, he renamed MGM MGM Pathé Communications, and it released almost no films during this period. He also planned on selling off the distribution rights to the studio's catalog at cut-rate prices so that he could co collect advance payments to fund the buyout. Dan Jack, which was the Broccoli Company, sued, saying that this breached, the breached a distribution agreement contract that they had with United Art Artists, which was the MGM's subsidiary that funds the Bond films. Um, and Dan Jack's lawsuit was settled in December 1992, and they resumed development of Bond 17 with the now renamed MGM. And Peretti, if you're wanting to know what happened to this fun guy um he ended up having securities fraud charges in u.s and europe uh found guilty of misuse of corporate funds in 1999 and sentenced to four years in prison with a million dollar francs in paris court and his time at mgm actually became the basis for the film get shorty which was produced by mgm <laughs> oh i didn't know that yeah so basically they they took their real life experience and made them get shorty out of it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. i've got some good trivia about metro golden there or mgm by the way so their mm -hmm. logo it's leo the lion everyone will probably know mm -hmm. that and around the edges ask gratia artist which is latin for art for the sake of art which is how i feel about films i think this should be art there you go yeah no, I agree with you. Uh, and actually, the, did you know there are, f I think there's five lions now. Like they've had every few years, they actually would they would get a new logo with a new lion. Um, so it, generally, his name is Leo. But I think the last one and the one that's been used since like the '60s, his name is Tanner. <laughs> but he's still Leo. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep. So, and while this movie is not based on any of Fleming's works, the title Goldeneye refers to Fleming's Jamaican estate, uh, while the name itself is in reference to both Carson McCullers' novel Reflections in a Goldeneye and a contingency, a contingency, oh my gosh, I can't talk today, a contingency plan developed by Fleming for Great Britain during World War II in case of a Nazi invasion through Spain called Operation Goldeneye. Uh, it world politics, cool right? It worked. It's it's cool. <laughs> world politics had changed drastically in the six years between License to Kill and Goldeneye, with the fall of the Soviet Union, the Berlin Wall, and the end of the Cold War. And many actually thought that it might be futile to bring the character back after such a long absence. And ha many, there were some studio producers who suggested that the film might be a period piece, have a female 007, or a Black James Bond. Although these ideas were dismissed and the character was brought back from the caring, sensitive nature of Dalton's portrayal. 
and back to basics, which was seen as a successful revitalization. It does and take it back to basics. It, it really does. I love the movie. <laughs> There's so much more quipping. Yes, you do love a good quip. <laughs> I do. This is the why I love quips. <laughs> he's he's a cold-hearted Bond, but he's more akin to kind of Connery. In, yes. he, know, he knows what he needs to do, and he just gets on with it. And there's things that he does that you wouldn't say are particularly honourable, like the bit where he's fighting, jumping way ahead, where he's fighting with you know Alec Trevelyan at the end, and he kicks him down like near the antenna. He kicks him down his pile of stairs and then tries to shoot him in the back. And it's like, oh, yeah, okay, this is. I mean, you know, later on in world is not enough when he shoots, you know mm-hmm. who, uh, mm-hmm. stuff like that. He's much more kind of a cold-hearted Bond, but but as you said, Sean, uh, the quips are in there. I like a woman who enjoys pulling rank, etc. <laughs> yes. Uh, and well, I just think so. And it's funny because like a lot of people don't like Timothy Dalton's Bond. Um, but like in a lot of ways, Timothy Dalton, Dalton's Bond is the one that I think actually influenced Daniel Craig's portrayal the most. Because in a lot of ways, it feels like there's a softness, like there's a more sensitive side to Timothy Dalton's and Daniel Craig's which it feels like a precursor to the Daniel Craig bond. So like having Pierce Brosnan, like I just, I, like you said, I think he reminds me the most of Connery as well too. Um, He's got like the coolness, but he's still, you know, like he's just cool. He was was a good all around bond, wasn't he? Brosnan, he had the the cold bloodedness, the efficiency, the kick-ass skills, but he had the suave. I think if there's one thing you could say about Daniel Craig, uh, not a negative, but kind of like a, what do they call it at work now? What are you supposed to call it? Like a, a positive feedback. Uh, for, for, <laughs> for Daniel Craig's Bond, right? Is a constructive yep. criticism, sorry, constructive criticism. In the, there you go. Uh, he, he's not very suave. He's not very suave at all. They try and kind of bring it in later on. And it's like, no, you, you aren't very suave. It's just not, it, that's not what his Bond is all about. He's very much like a blunt instrument type thing right yeah and whereas like i always feel like pierce brosnan is like he's like a scalpel like he's a honed weapon like he's you know he's going he to get comes the job in and done. blows shit up and straightens his tie with a quip yep exactly Classic. well he's been doing it a lot longer he's a much more established bond than daniel craig is that opening part in uh what's it called the archangel facility that's that that's nine years before the main story Yes, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, off the top of my head. So it, he's a much more like a horned Bond, <coughs> and again, like the opening of this film with the with the the scatter, what you call it, bungee jump, I suppose, is just mm-hmm. fantastic. Yes, awful. Uh, well, Pierce Brosnan. Oh, it looks height, so much so fun. Didn't do it. it does not look fun. I'm not. Yeah, I was gonna say. I I always pause it and I like press through, and I'm like. No, that's not Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> but there's a lot of those in movies. <laughs> yeah. I can forgive that. Then an awful bit of right. CGI. Like, but the, the, what I like about the beginning of this film is that they hide Bond's face for a lot of it until he pops up behind the, the papers. Sorry, forgot to knock. That is like, yeah. it, like all the way through. Like, And I quite enjoy that. It's uh, It certainly grabs you by the, you know, the belt buckle and it's like, right, this is going to yeah. be... This is going to be a good grab you somewhere. 
Well, that's why I was polite and said. <laughs> See, I was, I was, I was being nuanced and said belt buckle. Now, what happens next? Yeah, I doubt your imagination. Because he <laughs> uses it. Because he has the piton in it. Remember, like, yeah, he uses See? it later. See, he brought it in. I knew what you were talking about. I got you, Clayton. <laughs> Clayton, before you get, I didn't watch it, the movie. Before you get to it, it's only designed to carry one. Yeah, exactly. That's that's why he. A, that's why that's how you had to get kidnapped. Uh, also, <laughs> I know we're kind of getting into it. I am going to run through a real quick cast description. Uh, we've got Pierce Brosnan and his initial Bond film, um, which is funny because he actually was the first choice for Bond before Timothy Dalton, um, but he was unable to take the role. Uh, due to his commitments to the Remington Steel TV series, and I think it's nice that, that it did finally come around for him. Oh, Remington Steel was good. I I always think of the one episode where there's I don't know why, but there's like a doppelganger of like the main annoying chick, and she's like they're both like hanging on a building, and he's like he's like how do I know which one's which? And like she says like oh god, and then he goes and helps her, and she's like. He's like, you're the only person I know who would say, oh, God, in a situation like this. And I was like, mm, I feel like more people would say that, but okay. <laughs> but that's all I think of when I think of Remington Steel. Sorry. Um, weird tangent. <laughs> that's uh, weird. <laughs> yeah. We've got Sean Bean as Alec Trevelyan, 006. Um, Isabella Scorupco. Do you think he lives uh, or dies? <laughs> oh, he's dead he's dead his back is broken every bone in his body oh i just meant because it's sean bean like Uh, if people hadn't seen golden eye for some reason (laughs) oh you don't even need to ask is every movie he's in he dies like apart from sharp the tv series it lives in that yeah and i can i think he lived in legends i think that was what that show was called i don't remember uh I can't really think of anything else he's ever survived in. Silent Hill. <laughs> oh, he does survive oh in Silent Hill. Oh my god, Silent Hill. Oh, I tried to watch the second one. Oh, oh awful, don't though. do it. God, no, I, I got like 10 minutes and it went turned off. His yeah, accent in um, that, like in this, he's doing kind of like a posh English, but his voice is more similar to mine. Like, do it for Yorkshire. That's how he talks, <laughs> right? That was a, that was a, that was a, a tea advert he did, believe it or not, uh, for Yorkshire tea. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's how he talks. You know, he's from Sheffield. He's, he's uh, he doesn't talk like this, but and he certainly doesn't talk American. And boy, can you hear it! Like, <laughs> oh yeah, it's almost it's, as, it, it, it's up there with Natalie Portman in uh, V for Vendetta, who does a fantastic, probably one of the best English accents I've ever heard. But then she says butter, and it's like. You can tell she's American because she's like, butter. And it's like, oh, no. <laughs> no one says it like that. Just cut it out. Cut it out. It's like, spread. It doesn't matter. Just say marmalade. <laughs> <laughs> like, at least something. <laughs> yeah. Pickle at least something. Uh, anything. Yeah, I went and saw that silent film in theaters. And yeah. Oh, they... <laughs> how much of a fill did you feel? Sorry. Pretty big, yeah, yeah. He was a. Uh, I remember him talking about that one. He was not happy. very angry. <laughs> yeah, 
I was like, how does it waste Carrie Ann Moss so badly? Uh, you know what? We're not getting into that. Wrong film. Um, <laughs> back to Goldeneye. Uh, we've got Isabella Scorupco as our main Bond girl um, or ba- Bond woman. Um, Natalia Fyodorovna, Simeonova. See, I, I already butchered it. Uh, and then Famke Janssen as Zenia Zargaevna, Anatop. And Anatop? we have Anatop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we have Joe Don Baker as Jack Wade, CIA, also known as the Felix Lighter of the 90s. Yes. Um, <laughs> also known as Muffy. Yes. <laughs> Show me the rose. <laughs> Please. <laughs> uh, we've got Robbie Coltrane in his first oh, uh, outing as, uh, yes, as Valentin Dmitrovich Zukowski. My knee um, aches every single day. Do you know how <laughs> Take a hike. <laughs> who's, who's, strangling, who's strangling a cat? Strangling a cat? That is Arena, my mistress. Very talented. <laughs> yes. It's just Mini Driver. Leave her alone. Yes, I love her so much. Oh, Clint, I love Mini if Driver. If you love him. Just, uh, <laughs> please be, oh, good be to so him. proud of him. Because after all, he's just. I'm on. <laughs> Stand by your mom. <laughs> See, it's the people who can sing well who can sing badly. Um, I, know, I love when you have good singers singing badly. Great. I must be a great singer then. Yeah. And we have Dame Judy Dench as M in her first appearance. And we have Gottfried John as General Arkady Gladbuk. <laughs> Arkady Grigorovich Arumov, uh, Alan Cumming as Boris Kulishenko, Cheki yes, Karyo as Alan Cumming is so buddy. Russian. Is that just who you think of? Like, I'm going to have a Russian scientist. You Alan sit, Cumming. You sit on yeah. it, but you can't take it with you. That's a, how he talks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You use it. You use it to open very large doors. <laughs> also, she only types like three word like letters and it comes out knockers and i'm just like hmm. <laughs> uh but yeah uh then we've got desmond Llew- llewellyn is q excuse me Llewell- it's llewellyn i'm sorry Llewell- yeah, llewellyn, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> i was reading badly it's been a long day uh and samantha bond in her first appearance as money buddy I've, I've got some more right, is that the cast go. i've got some more yeah, we've, we've got uh, Co- Colin Salmon, of course, who makes his first appearance. Uh, he's he's uh, the black gentleman who works for MI6. He's he's in this, and then he's in the beginning of Tomorrow Never Dies. You know where he's like, uh, yeah, I can see it. Damn it, it's a it's a it's a jeep in front of a plane. He's that guy. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. oh yeah, he's in World. Yeah. Uh, World's not enough too. Yeah, yeah, and then you've got Michael yeah. Kitchen as Tanner, who's like, it hmm. seems your hunch is right, 007. It's too bad. <laughs> Evil Queen Evil. of Numbers wouldn't let you play it. He he's been on all sorts in on British television. Mm-hmm. Most famously, Foil from Foil's War. The Americans won't get that reference, but the Brits will. Love oh, Foil's War is <laughs> so good. Yeah. Oh, Honeysuckle. My, it's one of my parents' favorite shows. The Honeysuckle Sweet or whatever the actress who plays, she's pretty good. She loves. Oh me. yeah, I just I my parents love Foil's War. Like we were very big into like we were all always watching like BBC programming because mm-hmm. like. 
that's what my parents liked and it was the channel that came in so it was it was was so good so my parents saw foils war they own the whole thing on dvd like yes we so i i know a little (laughs) Uh, we've got i've never heard of this We've got Simon Kunz. Uh, he's been in all sorts. Uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral, Alan Partridge, Alpha Papa. He was in The Bill for years. He also played the butler Martin in 1998, The Parent Trap. He played the butler in that. Martin, that one. Uh, oh, I've never seen The Parent Trap. Yes. What? <laughs> Haven't you? Oh, no. I've never seen it. I've never seen that. It's funny. <laughs> I get this reaction from anyone. Get it sorted, man. <laughs> yeah. I tried. Honestly, you know what? Let's schedule it. We're going to cover the parent trap with Lindsay Lohan, and we're going to do it. And you will be on again, Sean. Got such it. A great, it's such a great <laughs> film, honestly. Yeah. Write it down, it write it down, Sean, because I'll forget. But I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> such a great film. It's got Janice from is. Friends in it. Come on. What more do you want? It's. I mean, it's got a, an amazing cast. Yeah, this this really does. Although now that I've got now that I'm an adult, I really really love Meredith. And when I was young, I just thought she was evil. And I'm like, she's just trying to date this guy, and his kids are fucking being awful. No, she's not. <laughs> she wants to ship her off. She's <laughs> like, I'll ship that kid off to Timbuktu. And she's like, Ooh. I mean, and that, that guy, her assistant, up- like, ooh, ice woman. And it's like. <laughs> we- I just like her. I like a man with a little chest hair. we enjoy the awful ones the the bitches of cinema we enjoy them (laughs) honestly she's one of the greats yes um so i was that all you had first yeah that's maiden yeah perfect well already foreplay let's get into it yes (laughs) that was well done well well planned (laughs) um and i mean we know this movie all by heart right like so i mean if i don't go point by point just kind of throw me back whenever uh like you said we start off in the awesome 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 like beginning of just watching a faceless bond run around and jump off a very high dam and i wanted it's what made me want to go bungee jumping so bad. <laughs> I still want to go bungee jumping, but I'm a big dude, so that's probably not gonna happen. I don't know why people <laughs> ever want to go bungee jumping. Like I, I, I don't get it. Adrenaline yeah. junkies, skydiving. I just, I don't understand it. Why would you launch it? I mean, no. Mm-hmm. You're attached to a rope. Yeah, I've never bungee jumped or parachuted, but I have like, Ooh. I've abseil, not abseil. Is that the right one? Where you got like and rock climbed a little bit. I'm not good with heights. And I also, I had a job where I used to inspect the inside of uh, slides at a water park. So you had to be in a harness and you, you know, lower yourself down. So you, but you got to be careful. Mind the twins. The twins is a euphemism. If you're a gentleman, just be careful of the twins. That's all I'm saying when you uh, put those uh, put those. Oh, that's so funny. When I hear the twins, I I, I think of boobies, uh, not, oh. not balls. Oh, okay. Uh, well, well. And I'm more thinking like the, you Americans. the, gen- the, gen- the gentleman, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I I knew what you were talking about, and oh no, ugh. yeah, you got like I have a hard enough time in pants. <laughs> he jeans. means tra- trousers, jeans, yeah, trousers, yes, trousers, trousers, not underpants, trousers. <laughs> Sean just goes around in his pants all the time, all over the place. <laughs> 
embarrassing. Can't take him anywhere. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of awful to hang out with. <laughs> uh but yeah i mean what do you guys think of the beginning i mean we got a little bit into you you talking about it sean what do you think clayton well <laughs> oh you you were you were chewing again sorry i, was I didn't chewing. realize that <laughs> <laughs> i was like can you not see I'm chewing never right mind now? i did not question. I'm chewing. I, can I couldn't um. <laughs> i couldn't tell from your your beard it's longer than usual um i know i've been very i've been sick and then i've been busy and i wasn't now judging. I'm trying to become who i am i will get it cut um i, I wasn't judging <laughs> the opening is very epic it's very funny um it's just great i mean from him punching the guy on the toilet to that ridiculous jump off the ledge after the airplane and uh, going into the explosion with tina turner is just wonderful love it bum, bum, bum. Uh-huh. very exciting Wait. stuff <laughs> All right, I need to know what do you guys think of Goldeneye as the theme song because oh, it's one of my favorites. It's one of the best. It's one of the best. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's like top three in my top three, and the actual opening credit sequence of Goldeneye itself is also one of my favorites. Agreed, and it's funny because like a lot of people give a lot of people don't like the score for Goldeneye because they think it's a little bit too electronic and it's not it doesn't incorporate the themes very often. Um, which is my only problem with the, the with the song Golden Knight is like you never hear anything about anything. like the song Golden Knight in the rest of the movie like the themes are never interpolated but that is the only problem I have with it and that's not even a problem with the song that's a problem with Eric Sarah <laughs> I, th- I think some people have <laughs> issue with the Bond theme because they kind of they, you can hear it in the Gunbrow sequence at the beginning they give it kind of like a nineties makeover. And it wasn't well received, so for Tomorrow Never Dies, it reverts back to the the classic uh, Bond theme. But I think I I like it because I can see why they replaced it. But I think it gives this film like a fantastic character and like flavor all of its own because mm-hmm. you you hear it through a it's sort of like electrode up a little bit, which yeah. you don't hear later on. Like they they kind of they revert back to what we're used to. But I quite liked it. I did too. I thought it was a fun little, I mean, it wasn't like it was a drastic change or anything. It was just a like little, little juiced up. It probably doesn't feel that drastic now, but at the time it might have come across as, especially after a six year gap, it might have come across as like, especially like I had watched a lot of the old ones, but I was, you know, I was born at the very end of 88 and this came out in 95. So I don't think I was like, hmm, the musical arrangement for the bond theme is different <laughs> i don't think any of that went through my head i was just like oh this is awesome the new James i mainly bond. i mainly said that to give history to the movie like i love the score too like well i don't love it there are points in it that i think are a little it's got history it's almost 20 years old that's <laughs> Well, I'm saying in the history of the movie itself, you know, like at the time, like I read, I, I try and always do research on every movie we watch. And so I read um, a few articles about the music because I like to, you know, like a lot of the times the Bond song is a big indicator of like what's going on in the world for like, or like who's famous or who's doing what. And like, the fact that they got Bono and the Edge to write it, and then Tina Turner to like actually do it, 
like it but a lot of what i read they were like oh fantastic bond me bond theme but the rest of the music is like eh. <laughs> yeah i see I, I, I see where they're going with that it's not I, the movie the the film movie jesus doesn't have many like flaws <laughs> but I, I don't i i don't think it affects it too much but it's not agreed particularly memorable if that makes like especially the, the bit like the main fight scene towards the end it's kind of I don't know though. It feels a little bit kind of guerrilla war. The music. I don't know how. I don't know what the hell I mean by that. I just mean it feels I very. Kind of, like you. It's like very. I've just been watching all it? the '80s action movies. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Yes, I have seen Rambo. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. So it's like it's. I think they were trying to go for kind of gritty, and especially when you look at when it came out. I mean, it comes out what the same year as Die Hard with a Vengeance. It comes since since that was made. Die Hard Two's come out. The Lethal Weapon series has continued. You've got like the Under Sieges have come along. Like there's been I'm a so lot. I'm so excited. I normally I would have just been like, and I'm just like, yep. I just watched the first three Die Hard films. I just watched the first Lethal Weapon. I'm so excited to watch the second one. Since you just did an episode on it, I like already saved it, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna watch Lethal Weapon two tonight after we finish, and then I can listen to this episode about it. You, you all enjoy the audio is not great apologies to that i buggered up with my mic uh but it's uh yeah it should be, it should be all right i almost pulled that episode i'm so, I'm I'm so close to... because i love like having a finishing a movie and there's just like man there's an episode that popped right up in my stuff that was just about this <laughs> you, should, you should have you should have fun with that one it's it's good it's good stuff uh yeah um no it's yeah, the, the music. Sorry, it's not my show. As I keep sorry. Go on, Jimmy. no, you're good. You're good, dude. Uh, uh, listen, you're part of the family, man. Like, if you you want, if you've got more to say, you know, we'll jump in. Uh, Especially me, I talk all the time. <laughs> uh, one thing I did want to say though is one of the reasons that a lot of people didn't like it is actually the uh, the no tank class. chase. No, well, no, the tank chase is actually not done by the original director or the original composer. Um, they re-recorded it because his original one said they sounded too much like an elevator ride as opposed to a as opposed to a roller coaster. So um, apparently, you could still hear it; it's still on the soundtrack. Um, I don't remember the theme, but that's happened before it, in Bond as well. Like if you look at Thunderball, uh, Thunderball mm -hmm. was the was the title of the film. For, for always was the title of the film, but the song was not uh, was not a Thunderball. It was a song called "Mr. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang," which is one yep. of the best Bond themes you've ever heard in your life. Shirley Bassey did it. Then it got re-recorded by D Diane uh, Dion Warwick. Dion Warwick, sorry. And then Dion. without Dion, yeah, without her, without Shirley Bassey knowing, Shirley Bassey was going to sue them. So in the end, they were like, "Right, forget this. Like, we'll just go with." Like Tom Jones created Thunderball, but then everybody goes, well, "What the hell's a Thunderball?" <laughs> so as happened before, but you can hear a tiny little bit of Mister Kiss Kiss Bang Bang because they go to the, but that after he gets shot in the leg, you see the Mister Kiss Kiss like the Kiss Kiss Bang Bang Club, and you hear a little bit of like the, you hear a little bit of it because it sounds like a proper Bond theme, like you can hear like you know. I need the, to look, look that up if I can see if oh, I can find that. I'm no, not the Mister Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I'm weirdly not a huge though. fan of. Um, Thunderball. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. I like, always find it ridiculous that, like, because, you know, Sean Connery made that, like, not official James Bond, that Never Say Never Again, that's just a remake of Thunderball. Yeah. And I'm like, man, they did this twice and they both suck. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, the, the, 
yeah, I mean, just Mr. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is just unbelievable. Like, it's it's the best song that's ever described what Bond's like. It's it's it were it's just perfect for him. Like, but I want I want I discuss if you'd heard it, I'd discuss the lyrics. But uh, yeah, yeah go don't, listen don't to spoil it. it. I want to yeah. actually like. <laughs> oh no, it's it's beautiful. I mean, the Shirley Bassey one. Listen to that one first because that's the original, and then oh, Dion yeah. Warwick one, which is. Yeah, I was gonna say I completely agree with you. Uh, uh, so, Mister Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is totally worth it. It is absolutely good. It's in my so the other, not to get off on a tangent, but the other not used Bond song that's my favorite is actually Tomorrow Never. Uh, it's actually Surrender from Tomorrow Never Dies, the one by Katie Lang. So those are my two favorite non-Bond Bond songs. Oh, there's non yeah. you can watch YouTube oh yeah about it and there's some unbelievable bands who gave in like what this like here you go this is our attempt at it and they were yep. like oh that's great but no and you're just like yeah. what? what's wrong with you like what's wrong uh, with you i mean blondie ace of bass um oh my god there's so many and it's it's really cool there's a a new documentary out on amazon that i've been meaning to watch called the that i started watching called the sound of 007 sound of, yeah I've got it in my list. I haven't watched yeah. it yet, but it and looks amazing. And it was pretty cool. It, yeah, it, it's more on describing, like, it's kind of skipping around through films, which is kind of cool. But, like, you know, like how Duran Duran was like, when is somebody going to make a new, good Bond theme? And then they ended up with, in my opinion, like, in my opinion, it's one of my favorites, the of, of you to a kill, you know? So, like, yeah, it just yeah. kind of depends. No, it's but, yeah. <laughs> I mean, then you get, you know, you get Paul McCartney and Wings. Uh, you know, you, there's some unbelievable songs in there, some absolutely unbelievable songs. Oh, yes. And you just think, like, this is unbelievable. Like, the, dun, dun, like, it's the part of, you know, the Spy Who Loved Me. And so, you know, you get, um, you get, like, the thing about Bond's music is that, like, the Bond theme everyone thinks of, that's like the 007 theme. The original James Bond theme is is the the John Barry one, who's done some unbelievable music, Zulu, Bond. I mean, it got list goes on and on and on. Mm-hmm. But he, the you know, one of the best songs he that was the James Bond theme, which is the one that goes like that one. That's like the best Bond theme I think ever. But it hasn't been used for years. But it's just like I'd love to see that come back. I don't know if they could do it, but. Yeah. And actually, John Barry was actually asked to come back. He was given an offer and he refused. So I think he was trying to. Yeah. Well, I mean, he he had done out of all of the Bond films, he had been doing most of them. He did a huge amount of Bond films. I can't remember the exact number at this point, but this is 17 and he was at least in the teens, I believe, or close to it. Like, you know, so I mean, I think he was just like, eh, no, <laughs> for a break. Yeah. You must reach, you reach a point though where you just like, look, I don't know what else I can bring, what new I can bring to this. So yeah, give it, give it to kind of somebody else. But I think, mm-hmm. I think if we're going to talk about Goldeneye, I think it will be remiss of us. We've talked a bit about Pierce Brosnan's kind of portrayal, haven't we? Sorry, I'm taking over again. Uh, no, you're the, good, buddy. The Judy Dench comes in as the first female uh, MI6 as M. She's based on uh, a lady called Stella Rimmington, if I remember rightly, who mm-hmm. was in charge of the British Secret Service, something like that. Um, so that was where they got the idea from. And I think that it was a... Well, to me, 
I think it's less about the change from like a, a man to a woman more in terms of the fact of Judy Dench is just unbelievable. Like I've always had to like pick the best person for the job. Like I don't care who it is. Don't pick them. But, oh, we want a female. Well, not pick who's the best for the job. And she comes in and like the first scene between her and Bond where she's just like, she just has his number down. <laughs> and she said, when she says to Tanner, she's like, uh, if, if I want, if I want a uh, sarcasm, uh, Mr. Tanner, I'll talk to my children and stuff like yep. that. And, and then she talked a lot about statistical and uh, like analysts because at oh. this point in the nineties, they're becoming about like, well, it's not Bond goes with gut feeling, but she's like, well, no, actually we need to look at the data <laughs> no. and it shows that shift, doesn't it? I have it written down. Uh, and it, this is actually what probably my favorite M moment of like the entire series is her going when she's just like, you don't like me, Bond. You don't like my methods. You think that I'm a bean counter, yeah. a certified accountant, more interested in my numbers than your instincts. And, he, and Bond goes, the thought that crossed my mind. Yeah. And she goes, good, because I think you're a sexist, misogynist dinosaur, a relic of the Cold War, whose boyish charms, though wasted on me, obviously appealed to the young woman I sent out to evaluate you. Speaking <laughs> of the young woman she sent to evaluate them. Oh, she's honestly, she is like... She's the most, the most annoying, annoying character in oh, all of Bond. Well, not all of them. I mean, you've got Judy Dench at one end of the scale, and then you've got James, James, stop this car right in this instant. And it, like, it's like, yeah. she's like, oh, oh, oh. And you're like, oh my God, have you got, where have you got her from? Like a 40s film? Like, what's the, where the hell is this woman? I know, she feels like, she feels like, club, like, she feels like she comes from a screwball comedy. And I'm just like, your little this is a little weird. Like, yes, they're driving fast. Yes, it's a little scary. But like, mm, I mean, if you're no, you're, <laughs> he's a super no. spy. You're safe in the car. You're fine. Yeah, I was gonna say, and and like, you're if you're part of MI6, like you clearly know that they like this is a spy car. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, I t- like it's gonna take a lot to break it. I tell you what, I loved as well. Uh, I love. Like, and you see this throughout the Pierce Brosnan films. Now, I'm not making a comment on America because I'm not silly, but I love <laughs> like the little the little digs that kind of they have in MI6. Like you see it all throughout the Pierce Brosnan films. There's always one line <laughs> where they have like a dig at the Americans. Like in this one, it's like, unlike the American government, we we prefer not to get our bad news from CNN. And then it's, yeah, it's like, he's yeah, like, is that live? I yeah. laughed so hard the, at that the, when I was watching it for this. In the next in the next film, you get tomorrow never dies where they find the American encoder. And uh, M again is like, I wonder if the Americans would be more upset that they lost it or that we found it. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it, it is, it's because it's basically like America was, I mean, America has, you know, been pop dog uh, for years, you know. And like, I love the little digs at it because it just feels like Great Britain's just like, hee hee. <laughs> and they're, they're really great digs i mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> slightly deserved i feel like sometimes we are on the slow end of things <laughs> oh, we're just, a yeah, lot we're of just talking fun <laughs> just, just good natured good natured fun uh but yes. yeah um, this you spoke earlier sean about this being the first bond film that uses cgi but it actually mm-hmm. uses like an awful lot of models and miniatures for both the archangel facility Severnaya, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the dish and everything, the MIGs, and it hel- it holds up really well. I think like, the, the parts where you can see it's CGI, particularly when uh, I don't know if it's Petya or Misha that's re- like that's coming back into the atmosphere that burns up. That's a little bit like oh, that's a bit clumpy. But oh, I no, think I, Misha, Misha, <laughs> say, I think. 
Yeah. Uh, outside of that, it's it's like I think it, it it holds up like really really well. I think it's oh uh, absolutely like that works. Yeah, I mean awesome. we just saw that on a huge IMAX screen. I mean it holds up amazing. Yeah, um, well, it works. It's real, isn't it? It's like I I've always said this. It's like what did I review the other day? Um, oh, Resident Evil did that on Defending Yourself, right? Right. I also want to listen to that one too. <laughs> you do. Uh, I mean, nah, it's not out sale. That's like that's like back in the May. That'll be a while. Uh, I might send you an advanced copy. But the uh, the <laughs> that's a, that's a good one. But the amount of like stuff they did for real in that, you just you wouldn't know. That's such a good film. I I was so impressed watching it back, and I watched all the behind the scenes stuff. Great. Resident Evil is wonderful. I tell you what, I've got a tattoo. <laughs> oh, the umbrella coverage. Well, actually, it's funny you mentioned because I am looking for somebody to do Resident Evil Apocalypse, which is my favorite one. So if anybody, if like, if you guys want to do that. I am 100% down to do Resident <laughs> Evil Apocalypse. <laughs> Fuck you, Sean. I want it. <laughs> I, both of us. I'm down. I love Resident <laughs> Evil movies. I do. I I love them. And I'll, honestly, I think it is... Like, I love the Jill we get in it. <laughs> Let's not get into it now. <laughs> but, like, yes, definitely. Uh, <laughs> Always down to review anything Resident Evil. Always. No, I, I love, like, well, the snarkiness of Bro- Brosnan's Bond as well. Like, where he's like, oh, government's changed. The lies stayed the same. Making no yep. comment whatsoever. Uh, but, yeah, and a bit later <laughs> on, like, they try, they try and delve into Bond's psyche, but kind of don't really, they kind of have a scene on a beach where he's found out Alex Trevelyan's alive and is this Janus, this two-faced Roman god, you know, the one who's been behind it all. Um, so he's a little bit sad. He's sat on the beach. And then her, him and uh, what's her name? What What's the programmer's name? Natasha. Natalia. Natalia, Natalia, that's it. Um, she's like, he's like, it's what, how how can you, I can't do it. How could you be so cold? And he's like, it's what keeps me alive. And she's like, no, it's what keeps you alone. I'm like, Speaking of which, <laughs> and then he forcefully it? kisses her. He forcefully does. Uh, does he? Uh, he does yeah, pull her down to kiss him. Yes, yeah, she pulls. She's like getting up, and he grabs her and pulls her into a violent kiss. It's all very nineties romantic. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, well. Spontaneous. <laughs> yeah, it didn't occur to me. Sp- <laughs> speaking of violent and. That kind of thing. How the hell have we got like 40, 50 minutes into this review without? And we mentioning... haven't talked about Fonka Janssen. Fonka Janssen. <laughs> I was about to go. Senior, I can't breathe. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> she her gleeful it. smiles after she does anything psychotic just makes me so happy. It's, that, it's how she. It's how she is when she's shooting all those people in uh, the Seven Eye facility, and she's just like. She's like, mm. just like, she's shooting the place up and pretending she's auditioning for when Harry met Sally. Uh, it's yes. wonderful. And then you have and a, I love, what's his oh, name? Yeah, sorry. Go uh, no, I was going to say, when uh, Arubov is just looking at her like, I think she's <laughs> <Yeah>. crazy. <laughs> and you get, you get uh, what's his name? And I love him. Uh, 
Checky Carrio, he's been in all sorts of, I think he's French, mm-hmm. he's brilliant, and he plays def, uh, Defence Minister uh, Mish, Mish, Mishkin, 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 Mishkin. Yeah, Dimitri Mishkin, Dimitri Mishkin, yeah, he's, they have that scene, and he's like, and I love, I love that scene in the, in the, the like the Russian consulate where, or the Kremlin or whatever, where they just sat at this table, and Aramov walks in, and he's like, well, I've done an internal inquiry, and it was like separatists, and you're like, what, you've, you've done your own inquiry about your own incident? <laughs> and, you, and it's just like, like there's like little bits in there that I just, I just, I love stuff like that. Stuff that as a kid goes right <laughs> over your head, but then when mm-hmm. you watch that, you just like, I don't know, it's it's great, it's great. Well, and it it makes a lot of sense because like he's supposed to be the general of the space division, so like he wouldn't. But he didn't like, even know two people survived, so that was right. Wonderful. Which is why they're very much like, oh, like when he like is asking for, he's like trying to tender his resignation they're just like oh no we don't want your head like but he also is just like oh it's separatist but i don't know who survived <laughs> well, he, know, like, he knows bodies grishenko uh we know he survives <laughs> because yes. um he is the one they blame yeah well no, and plus he's the, he's the he's the insider for yanis isn't he he's he's with them yeah mm-hmm. uh, takes a very then, conveniently timed cigarette break yeah i'm going to put a cigarette too uh, yeah. <laughs> and you know it's bad out Zippo doesn't well, even Since we're going into Boris, uh, I do want to speak a little <laughs> excuse, bit about the... <laughs> we're going a little... We're talking about Boris. Boris. Um, <laughs> Boris Nijinko. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about Natalia, because she's one of my favorite Bond girls, and I, I think a lot of people underrate her a little bit. What do you guys think? I've never agreed with you on this, but what'd you say? I've never agreed with you on this. I'm I'm gonna side with Sean, not because he shares my name, but because she's one of the only. I I struggle to think of any other Bond girls who have their own story. Like she doesn't. She Mm -hmm. like she has her own thing. She's on. She goes. She's trying to find out what's happened. Is there anybody else alive? She goes to that IBM computer cafe. She's trying to find out what's going on. She uses a ploy of like wanting to order all these uh, computers, and you know it's, it's Russia, so it's capitalist now, and that works. And but she like she bumps into Bond like way in her own story. Like he's off doing what he's doing. She's off doing what she's doing, and it just so happens like like she she wants to get away from him. She, she's not there. Like. Oh, save me, Bond! Like she, she knees him in the bollocks. Exactly, and she's like, "I don't need you." And I, I like that. Like, but as you said, Sean, if you if you said I'll mention your best Bond girls, or like your top five, like, I don't think anybody would consider her. And well, and that's what a, that is. Sean would. <laughs> I would. She's absolutely in my top. Um, but I, one of the things I love about Natalia is like she's not bond like she's she doesn't automatically become a killing machine she yes she frequently becomes the damsel in distress in this but she's also out of her element but she never ever like stops and says oh i'm out of my league i'm not doing this she's just like we have to save the world like what are you doing like why like we have to save the world like she never stops to think about it she never stops and it's just like 
oh, like, oh, uh, she never becomes a fast killing machine and like pulling out a sh- assault rifle and killing 50 guys. Like, you know, like she's very, it feels like she's a real person. And I really like that. I, even though I don't, you know, <laughs> I like my Bond characters like fun and, you know, explosive and Famke Janssen. But like, you know, it's very much like, I really love the character of yeah. Natalia and I think she's very underrated. I think she gets overshadowed. Did and she, she also overshadowed? can't figure out the word thing about chair, which is like the most obvious. <laughs> if she was down in that cave with Gollum, what she else do you call your bottom? Yeah. You sit on it, but you can't take it with you. No, but, it, chair. but you're, you're right, you're right, Sean. I mean, she has that scene where they get stuck in uh, the the kind of the armored train, and she she's the one like trying to find out because without her, they don't they don't know to go to Cuba, is it? No, mm-hmm. Havana, where, yep, where Cuba. It um, yeah, yeah, good. Um, where Bond would return in the glorious down of the day. Um, she, <laughs> don't put myself off. This. So she, uh, she's on the computer and he's like stood watching her and she's like, well, don't just stand there. Get us out of here. And he's like, get us out of here. He's like, he's like yes, sir. And he just cracks on, like trying to laser the way out. But yeah, it's, it's good stuff. Yeah. But I think she gets overshadowed because by like fam, you know, by on a top particularly. Well, yeah. Oh, I mean, she's so larger than stuff, life, I mean, oh, some of that stuff, like, how do you take it straight up with a twist? And I'm like, oh, twist. <laughs> Your accent it's is clean. Georgian? I had to ventilate someone. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> I'm a commander. She always like, I'm commander. And she's like, he's an admiral. And it's like, I, 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 that sex scene with them is the, is that the funniest sex scene in like all of film? You mean they're like, trying to have sex, or like, are you talking the one where well, she's strangling I think she the gets, dude? Oh, when she kills the admiral. Oh, oh having, yeah, yeah, they are. They are having it, but she's just wrapped yeah. her legs around his diaphragm, crushed him, and he, he gets finished, and she finishes. <laughs> I don't think. I mean, you've been, yeah. Mister Bond. The pleasure <laughs> was all mine. It was all yours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's another thing. Pierce Brosnan has a great being choked face. He gets choked in every, not in a sexual way. He gets choked in what's well, this one he did. He gets choked. In, <laughs> yes, he does. He gets choked in every single film, doesn't he? And I mean, even when he's getting choked in the world's not enough in that chair. I mean, Sophie Marsha is like straddling him. So I mean, that's two instances that what, it's kind of sexual. One <laughs> last screw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you wouldn't kill me, Bond. Miss me too much. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, the, for Zenya, I really do love the point where, like, they Bond parks the tank on the on the train <laughs> tracks. Which also, how the fuck did he get that train down the way out there? You know what? It's a great movie. We're not going into that. Uh, and she's just like, he's going to derail us. And like, she's like smiling. And like, <laughs> and she's just so excited. Like, she's just so fascinated with death. I love it. Yes. <laughs> he's going to derail us. And uh, <laughs> uh, speak, speaking of uh, like forcefully kissing, I guess I, I didn't consider Bonds to be that. I mean, might be worth a relook, but there's definitely some forced kissing later on. Like Alec Trevelyan, Sean Bean is trying he's a lot nasty now, remembered. Like he Ooh, pretty much mm-hmm. assaults her, doesn't he? He kisses her and yeah. then, and then later, even though she's she smacks him one. And then later on, um he say he says to Bond, doesn't he? He's like uh 
tastes like strawberries. I don't remember that line grossing me out back in the 90s like it did now. I'm just like, oh. It's like, why? What's the matter with you? Yeah. it's uh, <laughs> But again, like, going way back to the scene between M and Bond, when he, he says, you know, where she's talking about her, the way she, she works things out and how she figures out who it's, and she's like, you, you know, she says to him, you know, she says exactly what he's thinking. He's like, you think, you don't think I've got the balls for this. Uh, she's like, you may be right, but I will, you know, I've I've got no problem sending a man to his death, but I won't send agents out on a whim. And then she's mm-hmm. like, avenging Alec Trevelyan won't bring him back. And then she's, but then she like softens a bit. And she's like, Bond, come back alive. And then, yeah, great, great. Yes, uh, I do have another comment on you know, in the forceful kissing side of things, um, his conversation with Money Penny when. They say, you know, well, this could be considered sexual harassment. And he was like, oh, well, what happens for that? And she just said, someday you have to make good on your innuendos. And I was like, oh, that's not a good look. <laughs> but you do, you well, but like, I see what they're going for, though. Like, it's it's like a very much a reciprocal flirting thing, isn't it? It's, yes. Yeah. But, but because, I mean, like, yeah. Sorry, go on. No, no, no. Go ahead, Sean. No, no. I, I think. I was just gonna say, I like that's something that's always been part of their relationship. Is like Bond and Money Penny have always been like flirtatious with each other, and like they there's always been like a sexual kind of thing to it. And it, it, I think it didn't play off as sexual because it was like you know it's the seventies. We people it, it wasn't as like you know sixties, seventies, eighties. Like they. It was flirty, but it was never sexually flirty or as sexually flirty. So I think, like, when they updated to the 90s, I think that was one of the things they updated was they made it a little bit more uh, sexy. I mean, a few movies later, she fucks him in VR. I mean. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember that? <laughs> and what? Which Dino, one? Dino the Day. She, she yeah. like, uh, R comes in, John Clay's, and he's like, Many penny and she's like doing her shirt up. It's like, well, did you want to do your own shirt? It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a funny one. Oh yeah, I, I forgot about that. I think it's the only Bond <laughs> film where they actually, it's the only Bond film where they actually kiss. Mm-hmm. I think like it's yeah, the I only think he one. kisses her cheek in a couple, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. The so, Samantha Bond one, I think that's the only one they touch. Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, touch. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and again, sorry, go on. No, I was just gonna say, uh, I always find it so sad that the one the evaluator lady got to have sex with James Bond, but Money Penny never got to. He's got, he's got, he's got a thing for evaluators. He sleeps with one in the world is not enough. He sleeps mm-hmm. with a medical doctor because he's brought his collarbone. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh yeah, Chris and Scott Thomas's yeah. sister. And many, many Penny's like looking at the report. She's like. Oh, note you have exceptional stamina. And it's like, oh. <laughs> uh, I wonder how many people James Bond has slept with on screen in the films. Like, not just the official Bond girls, like the ones that aren't counted. <laughs> a fair few. A fair few. That's, that's, uh, the, we're going to, that would, that will take a day or two to figure Somebody out. Somebody figure that out. Let us know because I'm really curious. <laughs> also, I love that the not Felix later calls him Jimbo. Um, more than once, and just imagining Pierce Brosnan saying 
bond jimbo bond made me very happy today oh i hate it and i hate you for that (laughs) jimbo bond does not have the same ring (laughs) it's that bit of the end where like they're kissing in the hair uh, like the field and then all of a sudden he's like yo jimbo and he like goes over and he's like what does he say is this what you call a delaying tactic or delaying maneuver or something he says to him Oh, uh, it wasn't this your idea of backup? I think it was. And he's like, I told you I'd bring in the Marines. <laughs> and he's just yeah, with yeah, yeah, this, this, this is another thing, right? What, so all the Marines, so as Bond's fighting, there's helicopters, things are blowing up. What, the Marines are just there, like, under a bit of hair, like... I know, I'm just like, when hey, were they going to hey. step in, like, yeah. after London was like, already destroyed? Sir, we, should, should we, we were just waiting to see if you did it. <laughs> yeah, you, you, leave, you so the Americans leave it to the British to sort everything out, then they pop up at the end. Standard yes. operating procedure. I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, sounds about I right. Also, but, uh, you know... The, Earlier, when you were talking about her saying, how can you be so cold? All I was thinking, like, literally, how can you be so cold? Look at that luxurious chest hair. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's, he's all natural. He's all natural. Yeah, he's Brosnan, Connery, and, Connery and Brosnan, they both uh very, very manly chests. Because <laughs> they're, they're men, that's why. <laughs> uh Yeah. <laughs> The cube and every last inch of bees covered in hair. Uh, sorry, I channeled oh, Beauty Gaston and the Beast. For... <laughs> nice. <laughs> yep. <laughs> They're in a Go Beauty ahead, and the Beast. Oh, that's fine. From one end, yeah, I was going to just, speaking of men, uh, the uh, the cube branch scenes I love as well. It's nice to see those come back. Yeah. Don't touch that. That's, that's my lunch. I, I love like the behind. <laughs> Don't watch them. Watch behind them. Like I mm-hmm. love all those. Like that's something I missed from the bombs. Like they, they tried horrifically in Diamond. Uh, not Jesus. In No Time to Die to to have Daniel Craig's Bond be really quippy all of a sudden, like shocking. And you're like, oh, go away. That's not your Bond. And you film <laughs> shit. Um, but it's it's yeah. But this but this film like when when uh, Honor Top gets killed and he's like, well she she always did enjoy a good squeeze and you're like yes <laughs> she did always enjoy a good squeeze yeah. <laughs> oh, i i did love it <laughs> i do love, like and she is uh, like Fabka in this movie is just so terrifying but she's also just so fantastic <laughs> she's probably my favorite like evil bond girl like her and grace jones those are those are my two favorite evil yeah, bond yeah. girl well no sophie marceau so i was sorry, like sophie marceau but like she's just eva, so eva, over the top eva green so fun oh, i don't eva think green. eva green's villainous well, yes I she mean, is she is she's i don't believe guy. it <laughs> She's the bad guy. <laughs> she yeah. is a treasure. Duh. And won't stand for it. Although, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Natasha Romanoff. <laughs> she's she's from 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 Russia with love. She's probably the quintessential Bond girl in my eyes. Definitely. Oh, um, uh, oh my gosh, yes. Uh, I can't remember her name. It's gone out of my head. I yeah. I w- I would say like on a Blackman pussy galore, but that that Tatiana. 
Tatiana, t- sorry, Tatiana Romanov, frankly. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great film. I sorry, mean, I was like, I, I don't think it's Natasha. I was like, yeah, I think yeah, it's something yeah, else. sorry, yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. What's a Russian My brain name? will literally just, like, the gears will just turn until I'm like, what is it? What is it? What is it? Sorry, go ahead. Go. No, 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 that's fine. Yeah. Um, no, I, I just, I, I would say Pussy Glow, but her character, yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a, bit of a strange one. But, yeah. Uh Pussy Galore has the best name, but she's not my favorite Bond girl. Yeah. Um like honestly, I don't even know who my favorite Bond girl would be. Denise Richards. I really <laughs> I love oh, Richard. <laughs> See, I love Denise Richards, but that is just not the, like I, I mean, we I don't have know. to say I mean obviously our next Bond movie we're doing will be The World's Not Enough. I don't remember when, but it is on the schedule, and um, you probably were going to be a force to come back for it, but I will stay right <laughs> You're going to be our right Bond here. guy. I love Denise Richards' Bond girl so much. <laughs> she she gets, uh, I thought Christmas only came twice, once a year, but anyway. But yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I think her character gets a bad rap. I've been meaning I don't to know when they buck their jokes. Uh, well, it's like <laughs> it's the bit where like they let they let Bond in, even though it's like Doctor Akadi is like Professor whatever his name is, is like sixty five years old, and it's like, well, why didn't you stop him before? You let him into the nuclear facility, not after. Um, it's it's just a bit. It's it's a bit. I don't know. I, I mean, yeah. I, like, I mean, yeah. I, she takes a lot of unfair flack. I think. To be honest, yeah. I mean, you can only, with what she's given, she does a good job. Yeah, I was going to say, if you look at it for, like, the camp classic it is, like, yes, it's 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 a good performance. And I love Denise Richards. I think she's a very underrated actress, especially in that, like, period of time. But just, I don't, I don't know. I just don't love the character of Christmas Jones myself. Like, the character, not the actress. So, like, she's not in my favorites list. But I do, I think my favorite would be Anya Amasova. Well, no. Maybe. I don't know. We'll have to think about it. We'll talk about it next time we do a bot film. Sounds like a plan. Did you like that at the end of this, they basically pulled a You Only Live Twice on us with the hidden facility under a lake? Oh, yes. loved it. Loved it. Uh-huh. I thought it was a nice reference. Well, they, they only just demolished that dish. It was only a couple of years ago, I think, that it got demolished. Because obviously it wasn't under a lake. But the well, real like dish, I think, only got demolished a couple of years ago. Because people uh-huh. were like, trying to save it. But uh, One thing I do want to talk about, and one of my favorite, actually favorite sequences in all of Bond, is the uh, tank chase through St. Petersburg. <laughs> And I think it's probably the best chase that James Bond has ever had. Yeah, well, that was the first Bond film to actually film in Russia on yeah. the former Soviet Union because for years they'd never been allowed to film there for obvious reasons. Um, and also because James Bond's always like, Russia's bad. <laughs> that too. Soviet Union, well, yeah, Soviet Union's, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we love Russia. The Soviet Union was enemies at that point <laughs> but this is the end of it i think the tank <laughs> yeah. chase goes on a little i i'm ready for it to be over by the time it finishes up i think it could have been really? cut a little but i do think it's exciting it's fun it's funny but it just drags on a little bit i think huh. i did not feel that way <laughs> there's a nice advert for perrier water in there 
There yes. is. There is a very nice advertisement for Perrier. They use like ninety thousand bottles, just like nine thousand bottles, something ridiculous like that. Holy crap. Yeah, I was just looking at that and I'm like, man, isn't that shit expensive? And they just busted a ton of it. <laughs> For a it was just shot. empty bottles. They just they filled just them with regular the, water. Top water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, the explosion would have been smaller, but they used real sparkling water. <laughs> <laughs> All that carbonation, carbonated water freaks me out. I like, uh, yeah. I'm the I don't same. Think water should be. I don't feel like water should have a car. Like, <laughs> just I don't like it. I'm the same, but then if you consider that, like Coke, Pepsi Max, all of those, it's carbonated water. Is it's base with other stuff. Yes. I, I know uh, it's not. I know. Oh, it's a different. Worse. It's a different texture. It's just. It's, mm. There's nothing worse than when you buy a bottle of water and you, you literally you like out the out the shop. You twist the cap off and you go. It's like, <laughs> It's like it's it's carbonated, you're like fizzy water. That never happens because I stick with Evian. If I'm buying a bottle of water, it's just a bottle of Evian. And as far as I know of, they don't do sparkling, or at least they don't sell them at our uh Evian. Uh, what are you a eighties yuppie? I love Evian. I love the flavor of it. I sometimes I also like smart smart water. Is it Evian? Um, e- but those e- are the... do you mean Evian? Is that what you're talking about? E V I A N. Yes. In America we pronounce it Evian. Yes, because you're worth it. <laughs> my mom always points out to me because Evian's a little bit more, you know, expensive bottled water. Uh, she likes to point out to me that Evian is just naive spelled backwards, but I'll pay that for water. <laughs> <laughs> it's Leviosa, not Leviosa. <laughs> She's a nightmare, honestly. No wonder she has any friends. <laughs> Uh, I was doing a bit of light reading. It's my favorite. This is light. <laughs> so one thing we haven't really talked about is oh, uh, side sidebar. Um, did you see HBO is making a Harry Potter uh, series? Yes. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to it at all. Yep. Just wanted to throw it out there. <laughs> Anyway. The, 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 they're going to make all sorts of casting decisions and creative decisions for the wrong reasons, and I'm not going to get into it because I can't be bothered. It's too late. But yes. like, and I don't get political either. But uh, no, I, no, just go away. Just no. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. Yeah. I'm like the movies aren't even that old. <laughs> we've got the books. Well, anyway, like the oh well, one... we'll find out more. We'll find out more. No, we've got the books. You want to find yeah. out about Harry Potter? Go read the books. What's uh, yeah, you guys, the first movie's twenty-two years old. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> oh my god, I was just—I literally just did the math in my head, and the movie is twenty. Oh wow! Uh, no, stop. We're good. Well, I'm going to go eat my twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty what? Twenty two. Because oh, the yeah, first yeah, movie came out two thousand one. Yeah. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, as you would know it. <laughs> <laughs> uh back to james bond though uh one of the things <laughs> i was like i i can't think of a clever segue uh one thing we didn't really talk about is sean bean what do you think of alec trevelyan as the bond villain he's a good bond villain i like that they were close they shared everything um I'm assuming including beds and showers. Uh, that's my headcanon. 
Um, but no, I think he's a good villain. He's not like trying to take over the world. He wants a lot of money and get away with it. And I appreciate that. He abandons like towards the end, he kind of abandons sense and just runs after Bond with a gun. And it's like, really? Like I get we had to have the face off, but it feels like towards the end he's just like, right, everything's going tits up. I'm just gonna run after him. Blind rage. He's like, if I can't take it out on England, I will take it out on you specifically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think it it is important just because like they he's revealed to be a Lien's Cossack, which were famously to people that don't know history. I, I'm going into it. Calm no, down. No, 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 Clayton. Uh, uh, Valentin Shikovsky explains it, doesn't he? They yes. Know, well, I know. I'm like they explained it in the movie, but if they didn't, I would have been like, oh, I'm assuming that's shocking. <laughs> Yeah, they were well. They were opposed to the Soviet Union, who who wanted to get asylum in Britain and Western Europe, and most of Western Europe sent them back. So they were killed. And so, like the fact that Trevelyan's parents died because of Britain is the reason he does all of this and tries to destroy it. And like, I find, I think, I just, I love the timing of this movie because this is right after the Cold War, so it's it's very much like. It feels like a movie where they're trying to make like England play, pay for its sins <laughs> in some ways. You know what I mean? Like a little bit. Like they're all like they're trying to. I like the fact that they try and make him at least sympathetic, like as a character. Yeah, you want to see England being given their revenge? R R R. That's the film. <laughs> That has nothing to do. Go ahead, Sean. No, <laughs> that is the most England is bad film I've ever seen. Oh, no, it's not. Just pick any Mel Gibson film. Braveheart, uh, The Patriot. Oh, true. That They're just so fun. Show. He gets a script and he's like, are the English the bad guys? Yes, yes, they are, Mel. I'll do it. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah. god it is so true Jason Isaacs and the Patriot is probably like my most hated villain when I like one of the oh, most hated villains I ever had as a kid but he's so awful but his- I love him he's so good at it it's so it is it's a great film but it's just so historically inaccurate like so so historically inaccurate oh, yeah. in terms of like it it pretty much I'm fine like, with historical inaccuracies if it's yeah, a fun but, story. Yeah, but when it when it when it kind of the same with Braveheart, when it when it makes out that your that the a country did war crimes when it didn't, or crimes against humanity when it didn't, it's like that's a line you probably don't want to mess about with because that dilutes the real times that countries have have, have done that kind of thing. But yeah, as you said, Sean, it, it's interesting that a Bond fell, which is like quintessentially English, British, whatever you want to call it. Um, would kind of like look upon a, a portion of the history that's not particularly honourable, and uh, there's plenty of them. But th- it's it's interesting because it, you know Bond says you know he says not our finest hour, but it's difficult because the film makes it seem like it's a, uh, and I'm not excusing it at all, but the film makes it seem like it's a really obvious thing that that like they were sent back and then you, well it it wasn't that it, it, that's how it is portrayed in this, but in reality it was very much. It was about repatriating people because Europe was just mm-hmm. destroyed. It was about right. repatriating people, but but then people got repatriated who weren't originally under the Soviet Union. It, it all gets very convoluted. Um, but yeah, a lot of them did end up in work camps. And then, of course, the records aren't great. Like this film makes out they all went back and were shot. Right. We, we don't know. We don't know. But I mean, 
yeah, it was. It well, wasn't. not his parents. His parents escaped. His parents escaped getting killed. Yeah, that's but true. His dad just, you know, snapped. Yeah, it, it's it, it's interesting, and like I said, it's rare that you get a Bond villain that is in any way sympathetic, as, as you said, Sean. Really, it's 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 an interesting one, and it, I think it, it it makes for like a much richer film. Like it makes for like mm-hmm. a deeper reason behind things rather than well, we need Bond to kind of. Tar like a nemesis, just which they're doing a lot of the others. Because in this one, you know, he he has been his one of his best friends, a work colleague in a weird that's weird to call double oh six. This is double oh six. He's one of my work colleagues. Yeah, yeah. But we've seen this before. Is it double oh double oh eight that gets killed in the spy? Love me with the Fabergé eggs. Or am I mixing my bonds? Uh, yeah, yeah. Is it or is it? I'm not sure. Four, but whatever. So, <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm sure I have a double O something. <laughs> yeah, I need to go back and, and top up my bonds because I haven't. It's bad because we just what like literally not that many months ago saw the Spider Who Loved Me in a theater. Like we should not have forgotten which double O that was. I know. Um, oh no, sorry, no, it was yeah. Octopussy. Sorry, it was Octopussy. I'm, I'm mixing. Oh, that's yeah, why I haven't seen Octopussy. Fabergé egg. Yeah, I was literally. Say, I was like, sorry, I don't even yeah. remember Fabergé eggs involved. Yeah, it's I haven't seen Octopussy yet, in years. Yeah, yeah, that's why I was like, "What are you talking about, Clayton? We didn't go and see this one." <laughs> hey, he said the spy who loved me, so I just went with it. I know. I sorry. I'm but, just um, sorry. No. no, you're uh, good. But I also we know it's like when. In the James Bond films, where we get a little bit of information about who he is outside of being, you know, James Bond, and you know, in Skyfall, we find out, you know, kind of where he was from. But in this, you know, they make mention oh, hey, that his that, parents hey, that died in a climbing accident, and I'm like, is this the only thing we hear about? Like, because we knew he was an orphan and stuff, but yeah, that, that I is thought true. that was that so bizarre. True, like, oh, That's his true. parents died in a climbing accident. Yeah, it's it's like, true oh. to the canon. Not true to the books and everything. So it's. Huh? Yeah, it's true. Monica Bond was his mum, and Cameron Andrew Bond, I think, was his dad. I think, I think, off the top of my head. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I think so. and then then they retrofit it in Inspector or whatever the hell one it, it is that it, or Scott, whichever one it is that he's got a brother, a stepbrother, or something that's Blofeld. And you're like, oh, go away. Uh, yeah, you made uh, me sick. Spectre. I hate, I hate that they they tried to string all those films together. It just doesn't work. Yeah, doesn't work. <laughs> Bond works best with no continuity, but I do love the. I really like the Daniel Craig yeah. run, and even mm. No Time to Die. I, I enjoyed it. I liked it. Thought it was a good little thing, you know, as far as an exercise. Because each of the Bond, you know, eras are all very different. Um, so, it didn't upset me. Um, but yes, let's finish debriefing each other. Um, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna say he that meant something very different to Bond. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very much so. <laughs> oh, oh, Clayton, you're incorrigible. Oh. <laughs> I yeah. thought Christmas only comes once a year. Um, <laughs> I think he's uh, attempting re-entry, sir. Sorry, go on. No. <laughs> it's getting redder. Double oh seven. Must be a new form yes. of the Millennium Bug. <laughs> ah. I love that uh, we just like mashed together eight months. <laughs> keep, yeah. Keeping the, my... keep, oh, no, the best one. 
keeping the British end up, sir. Yes. <laughs> uh, fantastic. Uh, so yes our bond series with uh, with sean from review of yourself will continue just like the ends of the movies yes. where they show the next one <laughs> yes we will be back for uh, the world is not enough what, so, are, we, are we skipping tomorrow never dies are we not doing that one are we skipping it do you want to I, do, mean, I, I don't want to do them in order i just I, yeah i'm like you, i'm not a big fan of tomorrow never dies i never have been i don't know what it is it just doesn't I'm not either Sean doesn't really do it for it, so that's the beginning, the like, beginning part is the, the best opening of any bond so I think like, sean's big james bond is golden eye and my big one is the world is not enough so we were okay, like yeah. okay golden is first and then i'm to the world is not enough and then we'll just go from there <laughs> I think Michelle Yeoh is a fantastic Bond girl. I think she's one of the best um, just because I think she actually like holds up a lot in the sh- in at least even now, like she seems like an action star because like she's meant to be an action star. So I was okay. Like that's what I really like the villain and the motives just yeah, don't work just... for me. And but you know the henchman's great i love stamper yeah you can, uh, I, I, it's just the whole like oh i'm gonna create world war three so i can tear the pictures and sell it it's like um do you understand like i don't think you're gonna have, i feel like, like there's other steps yeah you yeah take. it's like it's like i think it's like i think like you know after a nuclear war there's gonna like there's not gonna be many newspaper sellers on the corner like, right think, you know and I, I also that movie criminally underuses terry hatcher so i just Yes, I like it ha- tomorrow well, dies never dies better than die another day, but still out of the Bob Brosnan four, I'm always watching Gold Knight and the World is not enough before it, those got, other two. It's got Dr. Henry Gupta though. I could shoot you from <laughs> Stutt- I could shoot you from Stuttgart and still create the proper effect. <laughs> <laughs> I love that film. He was like film. a father to me. <laughs> <laughs> Great role model. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Do you know apparently? Uh, do you know apparently Stamper? Apparently he walked in. Apparently he walked into the audition and he was just like, um, and it, they asked him and apparently he just walked in and went, "I'm bald, I'm bad, I'm German." That's all he said. <laughs> and they were like, "Yeah, okay, yeah, uh, works we'll for us." <laughs> Sounds good. All right, you're hired. <laughs> so, uh, what are you guys' final thoughts on uh, Gold Knight and personal scores? Sean, Sean you're the guest. I'll let you go first. Uh, yeah. Oh, I mean, scores on the doors, uh, 9 out of 10. Easy. Uh, and I think, what, what was the uh, final thoughts? Um, strap in for 20 minutes of waffle. No, uh, I think it's a, <laughs> no, I think it's, it's, it's a great Bond film. It does, it does the majority of things right. It, the the direction is really, really good. The, you know, the theme tune's good. The, the theme song, sorry. You've got a, a good villain. You've got great, like, side villains. You've got fun characters, like the... You've got Natalia. You've got Boris. It, it knows what it is. It's a little bit silly, but it never quite tips over for me. In, I mean, apart from the, the cryogenically frozen bit at the end, a little bit like, oh, that's a bit dark. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, I'll, I'll <laughs> I'm in the Yeah. Yeah, you've got you know cues there with all these gadgets. You've got the the Q pen, uh, the Bond cars there. Although because the BMW deal came really late in the day, 
the BMW, I think it's Z3, I'm not good with cars. Uh, I think it that is. doesn't have any like gadgets. They they say that it does, like, oh, there's stinger missiles behind headlights, but they just kind of added that in to make it seem like it. Although I think you kind of see that in the next film with the BMW having that. And mm-hmm. I might have mixed up my Zs, whatever. And so I think it's it's it does a, a lot perfectly. I mean, the action scenes are great in it. A lot of practical effects, a lot done for real. Uh, very, very limited CGI. The, the, but of course, you have it all held together by Judy Dench. She's brilliant. I like all the new kind of MI6 characters. Samantha Bond is many pennies, great. And you've also got it's all held together by like a fantastic performance by Pierce Brosnan. As I think he's he's as complete a Bond as you can get. Mm. It, you know, since since kind of Connery, really. I think Roger Moore was a, was a fantastic Bond, but he, you know, he, he lent just the way they were made. He lent more towards kind of like the the suave and the silliness rather than you know Pierce Brosnan kind of has the whole package. He can be suave, sophisticated, funny, you know, calculating, yeah. funny. Uh, quippy, but then he could be really cold blooded because that's yeah. how he has to be, and it's it's like, I think as close to the perfect Bond performance that he gives. I'd argue that he's better in the world is not enough, but we'll get to that one later when we review that one. <laughs> I would agree, but I think in the in this one it's, and especially given it's his first film as well. I uh, it's I mean the you look uh, at he first... completely just takes James Bond and makes it his own character. Oh yeah, yeah, it's uh. Yeah, I think it's great. I, I think it's uh, it's it's one of the it's one of the top Bond films. I think it's one of the ones. If someone's oh, what's the best Bond film? I'm like, From Russia We Love, Goldeneye, Casino Royale. You know, and Martin Campbell directs two of those, so you got to give the guy respect. Mm-hmm. That we have. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's those are my final. Thing. Go watch it if you haven't seen it. Even if you're not a Bond person, it, it's worth it because it's it's top notch. It really is. It's a great action movie. Honestly, yeah. I I'm just gonna say same. <laughs> um, I think you absolutely hit everything on the head. This one for me, it is a five out of five. I recognize there are some things that are a little bit on it, but like like I said, this is a huge nostalgia draw for me. I've seen this movie so many times, and I just I absolutely love everything it's doing. Um, and I just. I, I, you know, Pierce Brosnan is my favorite Bond. Like he's the one I think of whenever I think of Bond, and everyone in it is just at top of their game. Everyone's so good, especially Bobka. I have to give it to Bobka. She definitely steals this show for me. Um, <laughs> Wouldn't you love to see the behind the scenes of like how they're directing her? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, I can't. I can't even imagine. They would probably just be all like, I. I wonder what they were like if they gave her any direction, or they were just like, okay. Pomka, tone it back. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see the more unhinged Zenya. No, I don't. I don't think I could. That would just be like Henry portrait of a serial killer, basically. Um... <laughs> oh, I've got but to yeah. say, oh, my final, sorry, I have son, Sean, I've got to say this before. No, go ahead. I think about it every time I watch the film. You have the, the race between the DB5 and the Ferrari, which is kind of the DB5, because in reality, the Ferrari would just leave it in the dust. But <laughs> you, you have that great bit where the car spins. It's obviously done by a stuntman with like a really long black wig. And it's so <laughs> obvious. And I'm like, every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, dear me. But I love it anyway. Sorry, Sean, I didn't do that. I, no, I, you're good. I can't do a gold <laughs> review and not mention that. I No, you're absolutely good. I Like I said, I love this movie. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, I love 
everything about it. I think Trevelyan, like Sean Bean is a great villain. I think Isabella Skorupko is a great Bond girl. And I think that Zenya Anadop is a great Bond villain woman person. Um, and yeah, that, and like you said, uh, Judy Dench is just perfection as I'm. She's, I love her so much and I'm glad that she is in this series. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Five out of five. So uh, I, you guys have pretty much said it all. Um, this movie's amazing. It's a big part of my childhood. Uh, Zinnia Anatop is just an all-time classic. Um, weirdly enough, so when we saw this in theaters, I gave this a five. I was looking at my letterbox. And when I watched this the first time for the podcast, I gave it a four and a half. And then the last time I watched it, I gave it a four. I can't explain why it went down because I have seen it a million times. You'd think if it had gone down, just like, I think I was getting more critical of like just the little bits that didn't work for me. So I'm saying it's a four, but I deeply, deeply love it. I just think Natalia is kind of boring. Um, he's so mad yeah I, no i'm no i'm um, really bad i'm just hungry <laughs> um. <laughs> i'm so hungry um but yeah so i mean it's a four but like a very strong four with a lot of recommendation behind it it just you know a four huh a four no, out of the scale of Bond films, <laughs> it is like an, in the in the tippy top for me but anyway I'm no, sticking you're... with my four. Uh, I do think it's amazing, though. Um, Sean, how did this movie do? Uh, so with a budget of $60 million, it did gangbusters, $356.4 million. So it was the highest Bond grossing up to that point, And they just went up from there. Yeah, uh, Bond movies are prices. generally successful. <laughs> What were you saying, Sean? As did the cinema prices. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, adjusted for inflation, it was the highest at the time. Like, yeah. (laughs) So, uh, what do you guys think this might be on Letterboxd for its average rating out of five? Got to be a 4.25. I'm going with 3.3. Really? You're so un, un... I love this movie so much, but I think that a <laughs> lot of people... so little faith. <laughs> I, I don't trust the people of Letterboxd. Uh, well, you shouldn't. It is a 3.5 out of 5 on Letterboxd. On oh, I was going to give it a 3.5 yep. too. Damn it. So, That's two weeks in yeah. a row we've had 3.5. Yeah, I noticed that. Um, anyway, Sean... Tell our listeners about your podcast and what you have going on and coming up and where they can find you on social media. Cool. Well, it's uh, called Men Who Like Men Who Like Movies. <laughs> You're on it too, Clayton. Oh my no, God. Just kidding. Not you, <laughs> other Sean. I couldn't resist. I'm sorry, Sean. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, how, how rude. No, I'm... Uh, I know. Oh, boys <laughs> and their toys. Oh, yeah. Oh, this film is just brilliant, isn't it? Um... <laughs> So, yeah, uh, I'm Sean from Review It Yourself. I'm a waffler from Northern England. Now, I must point out that, because it doesn't translate very well sometimes, this, when I say waffler, I mean somebody who rambles, somebody who, like, 
goes on a bit, bit of a gobshite, right? That's what it means. It doesn't, it doesn't have anything to do with waffles, right? Because someone messaged me recently and was like, I love waffles. I was like, it's not about waffles. I, I admit, I, when I yeah, first saw your fine. description, I wondered that myself. And I was really glad when you explained it. <laughs> I, so, I knew what it meant. Uh, oh, re- good for you, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> review it yourself. Uh, we review films, documentaries, all, uh, yeah, all sorts. And, well, yeah, pretty much films and TV. And... We we have a like a side series. I say we, it's just me. Uh, this is a side series of Defending Yourself, where you come on and uh, defend your favorite bad film. It's one of those films that people say, Oh my god, that's no good, but you really love, like a Batman and Robin or Resident Evil, something like that. We've had some great ones on that. There's also, uh, god, there's also Visit Yourself, which I need to get the second one out for, which is where I show you the battlefields in Northern England. And we've all, oh, there's so many side series, it's ridiculous. The normal review yourself episodes, Sean's yawning, I'm getting bored now. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 I'm sorry, I'm tired. Just, I had to wake up at like 6 a.m. for me, which is, I am not a morning person. Yeah, that's fair enough. And uh, I've been sitting in this chair for since 7 o'clock this morning, so I'm just like... <laughs> oh, I forgot you work from home, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what what can you say about. I that? swear it's not you. I love no, you. Fine, You're fine. awesome. What, what, uh, what, uh, what can I say about my podcast? I can never describe it very well. It's just it's like a conversational one. It, there's no like daft like you know. It's not one of those podcasts where there's like we deep dive into like the you know the box office or anything like that. It's just a conversation about a film very like very like this, and it doesn't have any flashy effects. No stupid flashy. Uh, well, stupid in my eyes. Kind of, you know, these little <laughs> deaf little noises. I had to cover anything up. It's just, it's just me and usually a guest talking, and I, I, I enjoy it. And as my slogan says, there's no politics, no pandering, and there's no point to it either. So yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's that's for yourself. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. It's at yourself review. Uh, be careful, beware of bots. So it's on there as review yourself podcast now. Uh, the title of it. We're on Instagram. It's review yourself podcast twenty twenty one. And you can find us pretty much anywhere that you find your podcasts. We have a Patreon. Uh, we. I've got a Patreon now as well, where there's even more sad series going on and early access to early access to uh, episodes. Uh, the Fantastic Sean is one of my patrons, so I must say thanks to him for that. If you want to hear the Resident Evil, actually, you know what? I was thinking about putting it up early because it is a zombie one. So I'll put it up early for you, but that's going to go up to everybody. So I'll put that. I'll tell you what, I'll put that up for you. As soon as I finish this, <laughs> oh, uh, so oh, yeah. Um, yeah well, that, no. Yeah, after you get some sleep, then you can oh, continue. But that's <laughs> that's uh, that's that's where you, that's where you can find me. And yeah, uh, I think that's that's about it. I, I'm not good at this stuff. Yeah, you don't have no. to follow me or anything. Just just have a listen. Just go and, go and check it out. But it's start... entertaining. It's worth listening to. Like I said, I'm, it is. I'm gonna listen to an episode myself after uh, I get this done. Yeah, the, the, the lethal. I'm the Lethal Weapon 2 one. There's there's lots of condom talk, but you'll understand that when we get when you get to it. Yeah, you know, I was like, I haven't seen it. I haven't even watched <laughs> oh, Lethal okay, Weapon sorry, 2 okay, yet, so I'm like, you, I, yeah. I was going to watch it It's okay, you did, night, he didn't give anything away. Just, yeah. You'll get it, you'll get it, you'll get it, you'll get it, yeah. <laughs> yeah Sweet, is there funny condom stuff? Um, <laughs> anyway, if you want to find us on socials, we are together on Twitter at Triple M Pod with three M's. I am at just happy to see you, number two, letter C, letter U. Sean, you are at Murph the Smurf, M-U-R-P-H-T-H-E-S-M-U-R-P-H. You can find us on Letterboxd at the same things. Just happy to see you and Murph the Smurf. We are on Instagram at triple and pod with three M's. 
You can also find us on Facebook at Men Who Like Men Who Like Movies is our page and Men Who Like Men Who Like Movies and You is our group. If you want to email us for anything, our email is men who like men who like movies pod at gmail.com. And yeah, those are the places you can find us. Thanks for the longest email ever. (laughs) So Clayton, what are we watching next week? Well, next week we are covering (laughs) Up in the Air, which we had actually already recorded because behind the curtain. Things sometimes happen out of order. But yes, Up in the Air, great episode. You'll want to check that out for sure. Uh, we did it with the wonderful people from the podcast Covered Credits. And please don't forget to give us a five-star rate, maybe even a review if you have time. It helps so much in the algorithms. It makes us feel really good. Um, and don't forget to be kind people. It's hard times out there, and it's not very hard, and it might make you feel good yourself. Uh, Sean, thank you so much for making time for us for this discussion on GoldenEye um, with our weird schedules and keeping you up super late. I'm sorry for that, but the conversation was wonderful. Thank you. It's fine, don't worry. I I said a bit of listening to other people behind the curtain. We had technical problems, like you wouldn't believe, trying to get this one. Oh, my God. (laughs) But it was like an hour hour late, and it's it's, it's like getting on for one o'clock in the morning for me now. But I don't care. I'd watched this film, I think, earlier last week done my notes and I was like, I, I can't. I'd even watched a few clips to kind of refresh this afternoon and I was like, I really want to talk about this. Uh, and there's no way I wasn't, I was not going to. So yeah. Was... <laughs> no, thanks for having me on. No, no and I, it's, it's honestly, it's my fault. I jinxed us because I was just saying, I was like, man, our last few episodes just went so smoothly. Like their mm-hmm. podcast, like I was like, I love recording with podcasters. There's never any issues with audio. It just like uh, works like a dream. I know it's going to be great with Sean. It just goes so smoothly. And then it didn't work. And I was just like, I had to say something. I had <laughs> to say it. I completely jinxed myself. <laughs> he did. He jinxed us. He's, it's it's you. Hi, you're the problem. It's you. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My fault. But no, we, lo- we love having you, Sean. And we, like I said, we're definitely having you for the parent trap, apparently, now, too. Yeah. And when we do our next Bond film. Yeah, oh, I can't wait. Yeah, and uh, if you need some Resident Evil help, hit us up. Yes, yeah, Resident <laughs> Evil Two, yeah, yeah, Apocalypse, yeah, definitely will. Yeah. And All anyway, right. until next time, later, everyone. Bye, everybody. Be Bye. safe out there. <laughs>